Okay, we're in a book. Alright, hello and welcome to another episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. We're here with the next episode with this group of people. <laughs> wonderful, <laughs> wonderful people. We've got Rengar, we've got Morvan, we've got Gorgonbord, and we have Baron Barnabas. So we're going to jump right in with some out-of-the-book story. So we cut in on a grizzled old man with a beard that goes down to just above his chest. Hood over his face, carrying a heavy iron box, trudging heavy step after step through the sand. He's been walking for quite some time. As the wind begins to blow each grain of sand that it carries like a small knife cutting his face and skin, you can see pockmarks emanating on his face from the blistering sun, walking in a direction he hopes takes him to some form of civilised town. As he crests over another dune, he watches his eyes look down upon the plain below, the heat mirages hitting his vision, exhaustion setting in. He goes to take a drink of his water skin, empty. As he looks across the horizon in the distance, a blip, a structure. Is it real? He doesn't know. But it's the first thing he's seen and it's the direction he'll take. He continues to walk. He walks a days, nights at this same heading. And eventually, as he gets closer, the vision not disapparating his hope begins to climb. You see bazaar-like tents, peddlers, camel riders, a small village, his salvation. He runs into the town and you can see immediately that he finds a water trough, douses his head into it, horses drinking out of it and camels drinking out of it just the same. He doesn't care. Iron box still on back. He knows this cargo is precious. He knows it holds the book the book that they were all tasked to get. On his search for Arden and Siraj, as the days go by, he finds a mailing post, sends a letter to the last known address of Siraj and waits. He drinks, he rests, until one day a falcon arrives at his window at this hotel that he's staying at on this desert expanse. As it arrives, he unties the letter addressed to him from Siraj and he has a new heading. You watch this man hire a camel and begin making his way northwest towards Cadmia to meet his old friends, Arden and Siraj. We cut now back inside the book. The book being carried by Carmen upon his back inside an arm iron box. But inside that book, our characters Rangar, Morvan, Gorgonbort, and Barnabas have just gotten themselves out of a spot of bother. As you look around this temple-like area, you can see puddles of water still on the floor. 
you can see what looks like the remaining eminence of black sludge slid across part of the floor. And you can see just an eye and a mouth, like a chattering denture just moving across the floor and then slowly dissipate. As you sheath all your weapons, judging the size of the wounds that you have on your person, you look towards the stranger in front of you, the stranger you just freed from the blue magical bubble that was in the center of the room when you entered. You can see his long flowing robes adorning his person. You can see him adjusting a golden prosthetic arm, like a copper prosthetic arm that seems to be on his person. At his side, more than you particularly notice, two to three spell books in what look like harnesses made of leather belts. You can see as well that his robe is flicked over his side and he is now completely dry having used the prestidigitation spell. The last thing he said to you was, we have much to discuss. What would you guys like to do? Renga sort of pipes up and inquires to, to who he is. Who are you? Where where do you hail from? He says to you, they call me Auric. Auric Iron God. Auric, what was this? What, what, uh, you've obviously in this, uh, blue, blue light, light around you. What, what, what was this, uh, what was that? And what was this black thing that was holding you prisoner or? He holds up a hand, his, his good hand. And he says, those questions will be asked, but where I came from, when a name is given, names are also received. And he gestures with his hand towards all of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Forgive us. We're very thrown out at the moment. So. It's a bit hard to discern who's who and what is what. Um, my name is Renga the Moonlit, and uh, these are my associates. I'm Gorgobort. This is my mate Barnabas. Not best friend anymore, but we'll deal with that later. <laughs> and this is and this is Morvan. He's the one that just took out this black thing, tentacle thing. While drowning single-handedly, thank you all very much. I just now pulled the javelin out of my shoulder and hand it back. <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> An impressive show of arcane strength. You must be quite well trained. Uh, I am somewhat well read. I am now quite exhausted. I thought I better go all out as I did not have much air in my lungs. So thank you very much for uh, removing that water. That would not have lasted much longer. It was very diplomatic to mention, not to mention our two non-contributing party members to the damage of that creature. I didn't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> to answer your question... Where is this? Where are you? That is a story. A story to be told over a rest, it seems. And he looks over you. You all seem to need it. Hang on. I've got I, one, I do not need it. One one question before we uh, find a place to rest. Uh, we saw a uh, creature before with fire coming out of his eyes. Uh, he had a massive sword that was pointy. Jagged. Oh, jagged. Old. Say no more. He looks at you over his eyebrows and he says... That character will feature in the story I am yet to tell. You are in a dangerous place, but freeing you may, or freeing me, may be the best thing that you have done all day. I'm here to help you. In what way are you here to help us? I'm less trusting. I'm going to use my second wind. More of a prove it. Yeah. He looks to you all and he says, judging by your attire and the make of your clothes, weaponry, general disposition of cluelessness, you're not from around here. Am I correct? We usually are no. not in rooms that are filled with water, no. Well, we don't we don't know where here is. So. Nor have we ever entered a magical book before, to which two of our compatriots here probably were unawares. Have we entered a book? We have entered a book. 
You are indeed in a book. You're saying we're in the book. In the book. (laughs) Are you saying you're from the book? I am also in the book. But are you a creator of it? Were you once out of the book? Yes, I was. Okay. I came in here voluntarily. Uh The book you speak of is called the Spirit Bound Tome. It is an ancient relic, protected by the sun souls of the immortal halls. The fact that you are here tells me that they are no longer, which is regrettable. How long have you been here? Time is a difficult thing to place within the pages of this book. Is there night and day? Is he always this simple? <laughs> that would be a quantitative yeah. yes. If you had to give us a time range between zero minutes and... An hour? <laughs> no, no, let's go more reasonable. I'm not sure how long I've been trapped in stasis. But the fact I am now released, that is what matters. Before I voluntarily came here, I was I was given the knowledge about how to escape. I had a purpose being travelled this this tome. A purpose that I am yet to complete, but with your help, it may be achieved. And in return, I can grant you your freedom. Shall we sit? We can. I believe Why? the threat of this room is gone. Yeah, go somewhere a bit uh, safer. He literally <laughs> sits down where he's been sitting. Yeah. I was about to say, oh, is there... I thought we were to go somewhere. Within this room, have you been bound to this room only or does this change as... Do you know? Were you in a... You said stasis. So yeah. You what, were unawares of... What's the last what thing you remember? The last thing I remember was being chased through the halls of this tome through its pages by the creature that you had seen. Mm, through its pages. I made my way to this room, and then I was bound by it, caught in stasis. I'd been able to watch the passage of time through my prison, but unable to act. My arcane magic, ineffective. It was not until you came, unlocked my prison, that I was able to be free. Did you consider stopping as it requested? I did not. (laughs) You made the same decision as us? (laughs) It it locked you in this, uh, this room. Not this room. The stasis prison you found me in was of its make. It seems from what Barnabas and Gorgonbort have told us that something may have been commanding this creature. So do you think it's the creature that's bound you or what was commanding the creature? Of that I cannot be sure, but I know that the creature that you have encountered, that I have encountered, should be met with caution. If we are to find it again within the pages of this book on our attempts to remove ourselves... We should not engage until the time is right. Till we absolutely need to, and we will need to. Is there only one of these creatures? What other things reside in these pages? This tome. And I'll say that you're all engaging in a short rest now, because he's going to tell you the story. He says, The story begins as I ventured to the immortal halls to seek the wisdom from the sun souls themselves. I wanted to see the shrine gaze upon... That which Idris had created, the god's thorn tree and the fruit. The sun souls were very well revered in my time. It was a place of pilgrimage that everybody would track, me included. It was a holy site. And when I arrived, I was, well, I was taken in awe of its beauty, of the clarity that I saw within its walls. So I stayed. I became trusted by the sun souls, many of them becoming my closest friends. One day, a perilous event occurred. Delnak arrived, the outcast. When he did, he brought the temple to its knees, 
destroyed many. The fight was great, but it was swift, he says. Through a combined effort, the Sun Souls were able to seal him away, but his power... An essence of it remained outside, outside of the, the spirit-bound tome. Before he was able to destroy everyone in the entire citadel, we were able to bind him. But our numbers at the Sun Soul were few. Those that remained protected the tome. They bound themselves to its force, knowing that if this Delnak was to be released, the continent of Kalimvor would suffer for it as he is an incredibly powerful individual. A force that should not be reckoned with lightly. As a result of the battle with Delnak, the Citadel was sunken and eventually forgotten to time. But the Sun Souls, they remained. They protected the book, but eventually, the passage of time, one perished after the other until very few were left. Fewer than before. We had a decision to make. To preserve the contents of the book, we took an inside-out approach. I volunteered. I was sent in. And the sun souls outside remained. Due to your arrival, enough time has passed, the last of them had perished. And the book remains unguarded. Which makes our mission even more important to complete. I am here to ensure that Delnak never escapes. But, with your help, we can destroy him and have our freedom. He looks at you all taking this in. From what we understand <clears throat> and where we've travelled and come from, uh, it appears that from what we've seen and how we entered the book that Delnak has escaped and he is, from what Morvan has seen or perceived from his familiar, is that he's sucking the life from the tree under the sanctuary. Mm. He looks curiously at you and he says, the body of Delnak after the, the Battle of the Immortal Halls, he was entombed with the book. The part of him that was imprisoned was his spirit, his soul. Would there be a servant of his that could possibly try and rectify this? No, he, he is an individual. You say he, the outcast. He wouldn't trust anybody to perform a task of this importance. If his body remained outside, perhaps it is the body of Delnak that you encountered. The husk, risen by the small amount of life essence that remained on your plane. The being you saw in the hallways. I believe that would be his spirit, his enduring soul, attempting to escape. Okay, we're in a book. What is going on outside? And does that affect us inside? If book goes to shit outside, are we... What does that do to us? During my time within its pages. Like, obviously, like, we got close to it and touched it and, and we got sucked in, but, like, is there anything else that can just... Last I heard, and to my knowledge, the book remained within the halls of the immortal halls, the Citadel. And that, that mm. is where we found it. And, and we mm. had noticed when we approached it that there were 
six, which may have been the remainder of the Sun Souls that was there, but they had been eviscerated. Mm. And the tomb that you had held the body of Dalnak in was open. The book was fading away, and two of the compatriots, Gorgonbort and Barnabas, touched it and... Yeah. His physical body. His physical body. His spirit remained in here and he was imprisoned. He seems to also be amassing some forces at the tree. It was not him alone. He had creatures with him, an army of creatures. Perhaps an element of his necrosis is affecting the corpses throughout the halls. The situation outside of the book is indeed regrettable and I will mourn my fallen friends, but our situation here is more dire. We should concern ourselves with it. Now Delnak, his spirit, his soul that resides within these pages, it festered and in the darkest corners of this dimensional space, he found a way to escape and he wreaked havoc across this plane too. I chased him. I fought him on many occasions, but but the spaces within this book, the secrets that it holds, they are formidable. It'll take a test of endurance, intelligence, fortitude in order to escape. He cornered me in this place. He knew that I was, well, I was the best chance that the Sun Souls had at stopping him. So he immobilized me. But now I'm free. I can continue my work thanks to you. Well, we have all those traits. Is it possible to destroy his soul within this book? Yeah. Maybe that's not even a thing that we can that we can do. It's just like a... It's we must believe it's possible. Or, I'm down to find it. Am I still burning? Do we still feel it? No. No. Because... Uh, yeah, we show it. it. It's like a scar thing. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. he sliced us before. We were burning for ages. It's only, you know, it stops now. But... Uh, he possesses a multitude of talents. Delnak should not be underestimated and he should be fought only when absolutely necessary. And that time comes for us. His destruction will be important for our escape. So do we need an army? Like uh, from in here, can we recruit people or is it uh, just... I think we're the best chance. Different way about it. Needs to happen in this situation. You you will be hard pressed to find an ally within these pages. See... The spirit-bound tome. Legend has it was used by the gods as a prison for all of their deadliest foes. It is a place where secret treasure troves of these gods are hidden and clues to those treasure troves in the outside world are revealed. It is a place where weapons of sentient value that carved their name in history are laid for safekeeping. You see, the Sun Souls had an important job. This book, this tome that we are inside of, is highly prized. The weapons we need are in here. If things were to occur and my presence was needed outside, I would make my way to the teleportation circle in in my old arcane laboratory. And if I had a need to do that, I would simply gather the slate runes that I needed to complete the circle. When Delnak escaped, when his spirit escaped through the pages of this book and he was able to walk free, I attempted to gather these slates and 
I was almost successful before I was bound. Two remain. Two that we much must find. If we are to escape. Is Donak aware of these? Is this possibly how he escaped? I am unsure if he is aware or if he is not, but we should not put it past him. If he's aware, then he's guarding him, obviously. What what but. is Donak? Is he can you give us some insight background? You said the outcast, and it's sticking with me greatly. Was he a former Sun Soul? He was once part of a great tradition of mages. But his ambition and his power lay beyond the reaches of those that he believed to be nearsighted. He sought power. His ambition is his greatest weapon. And it is that that led him to the Sun Souls. We call him an outcast because his views upon life are what some would consider tus. We definitely want to get out of here. Uh, so I think we'd as do I. Bear all of our weapons to If there help is you. a shred of Delnak's spirit still on the material plane, it should be returned to its rightful prison within this tome. To assist us with defeating Delnak, should we seek out these weapons and treasures? Yeah. Or would we... The least amount of time we can spend within these pages, the better, especially if you're telling me that Delnak himself is walking its <clears> halls. <throat> our goal should be to find these slates and make our way promptly to my arcane laboratory, complete the teleportation circle, and leave. You said that we would have to face him. When would we're ready. Would we be enough to defeat him within these pages? For centuries, or what seems like centuries, I have attempted this task alone and struggled. So when you say we're going to defeat him when we're ready, are you saying that we need to get out of here and go defeat him, or are you saying that we need to do it in here? We will need to face him in here because he... Yeah is one of the holders of one of the Slaitic ruins yep. that we will need to escape. So you need two. So we have one to find and one to beat him, correct? He nods mm. and he says, the one that he holds is one that I had previously found, but upon his imprisoning me here, and he looks in the room, he says, I cannot find it on my person, so I can only assume that he has taken it. So he knows. He must. And the second, you know where that one is? He nods. But it will not be easy to grasp. He's being held by a warlord. A warlord that had been slain during the Great God's War. A warlord who has amassed an army of followings in the yearning fields. Page within this book that we will have to travel to if we are to retrieve the slate. And from what you gather and what you know of these pages and these people that are held within or bound to it, is it reasonable to say we could... Re, like reason with them or is it more so <laughs> yes I, I assumed as much I just those trapped answer. within this tome are done so for a reason if they could be bargained with negotiated with they would have been on your plane that in mind some creatures within <clears throat> these pages would gladly accept a bargain from you master warrior but what they would take from you would not be worth a sacrifice mm. I, I am a bit inflicted if you have not been aware, so he nods slowly. He says, "Sight rot is it's ghastly. It's not pleasant." How well, is it, it seems... looking, by the way, guys? I've no idea how I currently look. As you guys look towards Rengar, you can see that he has that blue sort of fog over his irises. You look fine, mate. Not an issue at all. <laughs> Never in doubt. We'll get you touched up. But uh, I, I am curious to see if I can get rid of this affliction. 
Morvan says there are. Look, when you but see we red. are we are interested in um in getting these required runes. So mm. I think the path forward after we have a swift rest would be to relieve this warlord of his rune and get it to you. Look, despite that battle, we're keen to fight again. Well, the time for rest and jesting is now. Repay yourself in whatever way you need to. Because the task that awaits us is not an easy one. So are we to have a long rest and a Barnabas requires some hit points? I require some spell slots. I do not require I also anything. require some hit points. So it, Rengar volunteers to keep watch. watch. As he's already walked away, do we get the vibe that this was, um, uh, that this was, like this uh, cave, stonework sort of thing that we're in? Mm. Uh, is it just that? Like, because it's like a prison in a book sort of thing. There is no, like, grassy outdoor area. It's all... As you look around this area, your curiosity <clears throat> grabs you and you look towards where those two purple lights were emanating from. Mm. And as you look out there, you can see some of the stonework has chipped away. You look through that and you can see just what looks like a galaxy of expanse outside. That's just nothing. This Portals. is just like a, a prison fucking stone yeah. prison. Each yeah. page is its own. Uh, yeah, realm. as you, as you look towards the entrance that you sort of walked through, you still see that. Yeah. Outline, yeah, that outline, but it doesn't appear to be a door active or a door. Yeah. So is Delnak effectively patrolling the halls between the pages? Right. Sort of musing from hearing that Ahmed. Mm. Uh, we're taking this guy face value very well, easily. It this is a place for manipulative. Uh, mm. He would be locked up. That he did help us out. That is a well, he saved himself. Yeah. That was, Perhaps uh, we, we should make it, some yeah. insights. He was kind of locked in stasis. So. I mean, we could, we could, um, and I'll probably say to you three, as we're there, I'm going to take guard, so I'll press on the matter and ask a few more questions. Does anyone get any vibes from this? Mm. this uh, I was not, but you can all roll inside checks from the guard. conversation you sure. just had. Let's mm. all do that. Say we're discussing. I'm glad I'm asking. Barnabas, you're suspicious. I'm suspicious, but he hasn't given you any reason other than. General suspicion to mm, because of where we're at, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Um. What did you get? Uh, six. Six. Yeah. He, he's on level, dude. He's on level. Trustworthy as fuck. You guys, <laughs> however, uh, Morvan and Ranga. What he's saying does appear to be very um, attractive in terms of your goals are aligned. Uh, he doesn't display much emotion when he talks. He seems very goal orientated, very ambitious. What you gather? Do what it takes to get it done. I think uh, I think a conversation between your rest can be had, um, and I will press further on some issues and see what comes of it and relay it back to the group. So the rest of you bed down. Is there anything in particular, Barnabas, that you wish to meet up? No, should you take a cane so you can uh, make wear in the room? Or? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just gingerly <laughs> laugh at him. <laughs> Uh, my side is still. In all seriousness, I've got a spare javelin there for you to use. Would you like to play uh, a game where we put an apple on your head and I'll have a crack at it? I, I saw your arrow shot at the guy with the uh, with the eyes <laughs> and the mouths. Granted, that was underwater. I managed to hit it. <laughs> <laughs> Can uh, if we are resting, uh, as I only need the four hours, I'm happy we can to switch. Take, yeah. switch as long as I get my spell slots back. Can I use my? say that I discuss his uh, laboratory and these runes and try to... Are you taking uh, first or are you taking second? Second. 
yeah. hypothetically, if we had to activate the teleportation circle without our friend, would I be able to glean while I'm on watch? Yeah. Can I chat to him? You, yeah, sort you of can, yeah. Suss that we'll out. go through Rangar's watch sure. first. Yep, we'll go through yep, yep. Yeah. Mm. yep. So you guys all begin to bed down, taking a much needed rest. You sort of roll out your bedrolls that you have. Rangar, you saddle up to this gentleman that seems to be moving over to where the orb was found, mm. the mechanical orb. Yep. And you can see him like looking around curiously in the area. What are you searching for? The key to my release. It was upon this pedestal. It is required to traverse through the pages of this book. Ah, I see. It's not bound to you in any way, shape or form, is it? It is not bound to me in an arcane sense, more a device given to me by the Sun Souls to navigate as best I can. Without it, we won't be able to leave this room. That's very interesting you say that because that is what was controlling your your um, orb that was around you. He gives a nod to you and he says, well, this isn't the only one in existence. And you did say to us that there's many creatures in here that are bound or enslaved or hidden behind bars. So are you one of those Dude. creatures or... He walks at you asking him directly. Bluntly, yes. Yeah, he walks up to you, probably about a foot away from your face, and he says, Please, don't mistake this for arrogance or even a threatening message. If you would like to take your chances on your own, you are welcome to. I have offered my services. I am thankful for you freeing me. But I have but one goal. And I intend to have it done. I can see that pretty clearly. But my concern is for my fellow compatriots and my own. And yes, we do believe you at face value, but you have to show us that you are going to look after us, take us with you, you know. But I can assure you if that doesn't happen, that there will be consequences no matter how great a foe you or friend you are. That's my warning to you but I will tell you that we won't appreciate any backstabbing and you will regret it. Piers, the terms of our arrangement are in alignment. And I understand the tentative nature of our allegiance. Please know that I am just as weary of you as you are of me. You have told me that you have manifested from outside of these pages, but you very well could be which is why we must find a way to escape, destroy the body of Delnak, seal what remains of his soul on the outside plane, and hope that that which has escaped within these halls remains within these halls. For if we take the tomes, the runes, we are to use that circle, and that means of his escape is null and void. Well, you seem to be truthful. Um, but time will tell, and as it will tell with us, we shall see. Curiosity is, well, it's welcome. It helps us grow, but please, question away. I need not ask any more questions. May I, I have one for you? Sure. Marcel. You may. Your condition, how did it come by you? I was placed in a sticky situation. Uh, probably took something at face value which I shouldn't have, but given my position at the time, I just roll with it and uh, 
figured I would be smart enough to try and get myself out. You'll excuse me. I could excuse you, but I could do you a favour. We currently have your device. He stands up and looks towards you again. Wonderful. We'll need that. And I will probably give it to you in saying that. Is there any way you can help me with my condition? Believe me, Master Elf, if I could have you at your best, I would do so. There is no real reason to keep you in this blinded state if it would be better for me to have you in sight. It would definitely aid us in this situation, but we can make do. Uh, I will discuss with the group upon handing this device over. Well, if you do not hand the device over, I suggest you all get very comfortable within these walls. More than you awaken, you find this man with arms crossed behind his back, standing toward the back of the altar. He doesn't seem to be resting or in need of rest. You are the one he referenced in terms of having a curious nature. Curious natures I applaud. Ask your question, Master Wizard. I haven't had an apprentice in some time. Uh, you are talking of an apprentice. I do travel with my companions, so I would not be able to offer you extent of time with you. But if it was a touch base and share knowledge and terms, I'd be most interested. A discussion of the terms of our future relationship is like you're arranging a marriage. You can learn from me during the times that we are here together. Splendid. Upon us departing. If you do not wish to travel with me or your goals do not align, I do not expect you to follow. Everybody should pursue their own goal. And again, my goal is knowledge. And if our goals align, I'm more than happy to reside with you for a time, but... You remind me, so... The younger version, yes. I feel all magically inclined beings are somewhat the same. Some I would agree with you. Others, others I would not. Morvan doesn't have any more questions, Is Assuming the watch ends, I relay it that mm-hmm. uh, one of the tombs on his person uh, is a basically a Rolodex of how to transport between the pages using the orb device. And Morvan's super excited to learn some more spells. Yeah, At this than- point, the, the rest and watch comes to an end. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys have no, no idea of how much time has passed, but you wake and feel well rested. Uh, however, you, Rengar, wake and almost try to brush sleep out of your eye but in doing so everything seems to have a cloud of fog around it what would Can you I say? say is it uh is it almost does the orb effectively work as a key to open a door or is it a tell suddenly you appear and disappear in between the realms or how does the way that i have found it is that you he says when you align the specific runes you're transported to the page that corresponds how does that work with multiple people? You are all in contact with the object within a certain radius, you might say. You are affected. So if we are effectively holding shoulders or... If you require a physical touch, then that is your business. But simple simple distance yeah. will suffice. Until... He holds out a hand. Are we ready to disembark? Towards you, Rengar, because oh, well, he doesn't yeah, he doesn't know who has it, but he no. holds out towards the You'll the forgive us, but as we have previously discussed our trust, where are we able to hold the orb and you tell us the alignment of the rings and you simply be in proximity of us? Roll a persuasion check. He looks at you all and he says 
although you were able to free me with this device. It is complicated beyond your intellect, I fear. For us to, to go forward with this, this would be what we have discussed. And uh, I'd greatly appreciate you taking that on board and, and, I'll, and I'll make a vow that, you know, upon us reaching the conclusion that you are who you say you are and, and your means are true, that we will hand over the device. Mm. Well, this is the way it has to be mm. for this to work. Yes. Roll a persuasion check with advantage. He with says, advantage. this is the way it has to be. I suppose I have no choice. But if you are to turn that device and we arrive at an incorrect page in this tome. There is no telling what dangers we would face, and you are to be prepared for those consequences, Master Ranger, should they befall us. And uh, I can't speak for the rest of us, but <clears throat> I don't know if you'll be able to see that coming. Could Morven add, perhaps if it was an agreement that we stand around you while you activate the tomb to teleport us, and then upon arrival you return the orb to us, these semantics are wasting precious time. We don't know how that works. Mm. Is that what you require? If so, hand me the device and I'll promptly give it straight back. I think I think that's as close as we're going to get. Uh, yeah, no, let's it's, have more it's, activate it's, it and then we'll... Uh, I, don't, I don't want to roll up. You're rolling. I don't want to roll a check and then go, oh, we end up... Somewhere up. <laughs> I reach in my pocket <laughs> and I look him straight in the eyes and I place it in his hand. He grabs it with his brass hand. And I say to you that... We are trusting you. And that's you will awesome. get job done. You will get a javelin through the shoulder. Uh, <laughs> He's aware. <laughs> he holds the orb. He looks directly at you, Gorgon Bort, and says, I have witnessed the perils of these pages. I have been in the sun soul's immortal halls when Delnak brought down his wave of impressive destruction. But believe me when I say, I fear that javelin. And he watches, he gives a smile, turns the device. <laughs> And as he does so, you watch as it clicks. And as he clicks it, you watch this arcane light spread around you. And he looks at you and he says, stay close. And you watch this white light move out past you and then suck into the space where you just left. Once again, you feel the familiar sensation of the floor just dissipating below you. You begin to suck downwards and spiral. You can see this uh, galaxy of energy just sort of swirling, similar to the one you saw outside of the wall, Gorgon board. Mm. And as you bring your way down, you start to feel this heat, this impressive heat. And as you slam down onto the ground, you see this dust cloud hit up where you uh, emanated from. And as you feel the ground, it's grainy. And you look at the sand below you, which you now realize it is, and you can see that it is red. You look up and you can see this howling wind of red. You can see the clouds that seem to be permeating through as this red eminence of cloud. You can see lightning just crackling, illuminating the clouds purple. The howling is almost deafening, just constantly of wind just rushing through your field of vision. And as you stand up and look and take in your surroundings, you can see upon the floor just body after body after body, their rags of clothing and armor and weaponry rusted through from the weather. You can see spears crossed over each other and stabbed into the sand. This looks like an endless battlefield. Vranga feels at home. Mm. He looks at you all, this gentleman, and says, Welcome to the Yearning Fields. And he jovially tosses you back the key, Rengar. 
You know what page, right? I have a... S- Do you get to choose? 394. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, I, I wryly smile and, and it's a scene I've, I know very well. Yeah, um, after, after relaying the situation of the scene, back to Rengar, so... You, you verbally discuss what My he should be seeing. is still yeah. adequate enough to see. Adequate, this. okay. So um, as you take in this surrounding and you look around, I'd like you all to roll perception checks, please. Rolls up. One. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel as bad now. But does not the group see this? What do you mean? You tripped. <laughs> as you look around, the sand combined with your blurry vision, it's, it's very hard for you, Rengar, but... With the party check involved, you guys look at the expanse in the horizon and through the distance you do see these rocky sort of structures that seem to emanate through as a shadow. And you actually hear uh, Oric look towards you and, and his volume is, is higher over the, trying to talk over the wind, but he does say to you, It's in that direction. We must make haste. This sand will damage us far more than the enemy will. And we want to fight them at our best. And he, can t- he walks in that direction. I guess we okay. follow. He turns behind yep. you and he says, Don't go near the bodies. They may look like they're deceased, but if they sense a presence of life around them, they will reanimate and attack. Morven calls out, Is that a spell I can learn? He looks to you and says, In time, if you wish. <laughs> And he continues. Morven starts skipping after him. Is that a fight I can fight? (laughs) (laughs) But as you do that and he turns, you hear a voice in your head, Morven, and it's his voice, Mm. Oryx's voice. But you hear it say, after he says, that is a spell that you can learn if you want to, he says, but I'm of the opinion that you may already be familiar. And he continues to walk. He doesn't face you as he says that. You begin traversing across this sand. The wind battering against your face, the sand just cutting into each of your pores. You begin to feel dry and you watch as in the distance, about 100 or so feet away, this purple lightning bolt just hits the sand around you and it shakes you. As it does, you hear this sound emanate through this valley of death and you look around to the bodies and you can see that some of them just disintegrate with the lightning and others of them just seem to blow in the wind uh, with their tattered rags just sort of going off with, along with the sand. Uh, as you have spent a little bit of time walking in this direction. You watch as the stone structure gets closer and closer and closer. And he says, the warlord resides within there. Hopefully by now his army would have been depleted. My soldier background kicking in. What are we walking into here? How much can you give us background on this warlord? I ask him. Yeah, he does look to you. Uh, Oric looks to you and he says, this warlord was one of the greats during the gods war. He was imprisoned here by the forces of those gods that Thought, well, as a mortal man, his power exceeded that of their desire. He was extremely influential. And he wielded a blade that summoned the ambition, might, and dedication of his followers. Every enemy he slew, almost as if it was a notch. A notch in the record of this this king. And he eventually became known King of Crowns. How long has he been here for? I'm feeling that this is... You're not well read, are you, Master Hawk? The Great God's War happened centuries ago. Some believe it to be myth. He has created this page of his book to the likeness of that which he desires. That is his citadel, and he sits upon I feel caution is advice here, uh, as much as the forces could be depleted. He looks to you all, and he says, A front on assault toward this warlord and his army, depleted or not, would be folly. Caution is advised, as is stealth, cunning. 
if we can steal this slate without engaging the warlord at all, without engaging the king of crowns, you're more likely to be successful. Our goal should not be to defeat all our enemies. Perhaps it should be to retrieve what we need. I would agree. With the with us traversing to the next page, can you do that whenever? Obviously, we're here for a reason to get this uh, slate. If we need to go, he would need can you just orb. yeah? Can We'd you have to hand it to him. It will take me some time to align the proper code, but I can get us out here almost immediately. That being said, you should also know the arcane energy that is triggered when this device is activated. It will also alert our friend mm. Delnak. He could be pursuing us as we speak. If he finds out we're after the slate codes, well, that would increase his ambition to track us down, kill us. As you begin walking a little bit further, as you're discussing various different tactics, you do see this mountain range begin to accumulate in front of you, almost as if it's coming up from the ground as you approach. You can see that sitting on top of that was a singular rune, and you can see it's almost like a four-walled structure, quite small, not lavish at all, but it's almost like ruined walls that seem to have the rock just sort of smashed out of it. Uh, You can see that it's sort of up on this mountain edifice and the wind just seems to continue to bat it down upon you. As you have been walking in this area for some time now, I'll get you all to make a constitution save for me, please. So those of you that rolled below a 10, you guys now suffer a point of exhaustion. So you feel the sand just batter down onto your system. This is purely just from the like sandstorm going on. Sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, and just walking through this environment for so long, the heat upon you, yep. the sand, the, the radiant energy coming from this lightning that's just smashing down, it just begins to affect you. One point of exhaustion means that you have disadvantage on ability check. As you look up at this uh, expanse, as you look at what's before you, you can see a large towering mountain range that seems to be moving upward as you get closer to it your destination on the peak of it. And as you get towards the foot of this mountain range, you see your companion looking back at you, his long hair blowing in the wind. And as he looks at you, he says, It's time. We have to make the ascent. Yeah, I got I got multiple hooks. Okay. All right, you begin to prepare your climbing gear and you can see that the different uh, rocky sort of surfaces are beginning to be assessed by your companion, Oric. And as you begin to have a look, you can see different places where you could find foothills, footholds, sorry. And who's going who's gonna to lead this this climb? I'm just going to sprint at the wall. Yep. You watch as Gorgon Borch just begins sprinting at the wall, <laughs> leaps off of his back foot and jumps directly onto it and just starts making his way up. Roll an athletics check for me. All right, he seems to be going up. You watch as he takes a little bit of a Mufasa slide, but he ends up getting his way back up there <laughs> before he falls into the wildebeest. A mountain goliath will not be outdone by an orc. <laughs> Half orc to you. <laughs> he yells from the top of the mountain. You sheath your glaive and begin making your way to the wall as well. Roll an athletics check. He overtakes you, (laughs) Gordon Board. You watch as he takes a leap and he's doing one of those like lazy swings with one arm. And as he does, he uses his momentum to just move himself up above you and just starts climbing spider-like, using the footholds as best he can. I grab his foot, pull him down so that I can stay in front. Roll a sleight of hand check. (laughs) He's a dog. So he goes to reach your foot, and as you do, you lose your uh, your footing there, Gorgon Bort, and slip, but not before Barnabas just kicks your hand away gingerly. <laughs> like you're swatting a fly on a summer's day. Like a pre-buttered foot. You could never hold this. <laughs> a pre-buttered foot. Uh, leaving Morvan, Rangar, and Oric down below. Yeah, so I know that none of us are really... Oh, not- I think you are. Two of us, none of us are very athletic. I'm pretty athletic. I am you are. incredibly acrobatic. <laughs> so I would yeah, feel acrobat- that, I'm good at acrobatics. I too. feel that that is uh, climbing through dexterity. 
Oh, I feel Morven being a bit more analytical would possibly take his time, analyze the mountain, find a, a best path up the foothold. He could yell out for a rope. Yeah, we, we I, was, I was going to just grapple, to be honest. Oh, grappling hook? Yeah, hook a hook up. If we go by strength. Rope. Yep, so if you want to swing your grappling hook up, Rengar, while sure. Morven assesses the situation, you watch as this rope sails past Gorgonbort, sails past Barnabas and hooks onto a rock that seems to be at the top. You give it a tug and it seems to be... Pretty strong, Savvy. intact. Uh, you can now roll an athletics or acrobatics check with advantage because sure. you've got the rope. So 10, you do sort of reverse abseil up. You do your best to sort of climb and, and get onto the rocky outcroppings as, as you move along. Uh, you have to move to the left and the right sometimes because the rocks begin to fall from Gorgonbort and Barnabas's uh, traverse and that's what sort of slows you down a bit with your 10. Mm-hmm. You look towards your new ally, Oric, mm-hmm. and he looks towards you and he says, Brute strength. Could be a breeze for people like us, am I right? Yeah, sure. No, did you, what did you have in mind? Well, I was actually itching to see what you could do. Perhaps you could take us both up there. I'm more of a thinker, so I feel a rope, a baton, and a mage hand would uh, incrementally get me up there. He raises an eyebrow, and you watch as his hands begin to rub together, and he extends them out, and you watch this purple line extend between his hands, and he moves them in a circular dim- like dimension. And as it circles, you can see this portal. You got to teach me that. And he grabs you <laughs> and you jump through the portal. As you jump through the portal, you feel this sucking straight and you hear this popping straight up at the top. And just as Gorgonbort finds his first handhold at the top, you put your hand right next to Morvan's boot and you look up and you can see Morvan already up the top with um, Auric. Why didn't we walk? <laughs> <laughs> Where was our invitation? <laughs> At that, you begin to make your way up and eventually Barnabas comes up and Rangai, you take up the rear. You time to uh, survey the area and yep. looking for like a stealthy opportunity to get in. So Go for it. Everybody can roll perception what checks. What do we do? And with mine disadvantage. Will be a disadvantage. Yeah, everybody's going to have disadvantage just because of the sand that's blowing across your face. Morvan and also uh, Oric, you watch as they peer through the sand and Oric looks to you, Morvan, and says, the outcropping there, about 60 feet away. That will be our point of entry. You can see there is high-rise rocks on either side. They can be our access points for those of you that can climb and sneak. You can see it too. You can see these two spires of rock that seem to traverse up past this, uh, what looked like a runic fortress, just four walls of it. And uh, within you can see like a sort of purple streaming glow that seems to go all the way up into the, the clouds that just are continuing to rumble with lightning. Thunder, but you guys are standing on what looks like a plateau at the moment that seems quite stable. So as you look up, there's those sort of points of entry. Mm. What would you all like to do? I'm you keen. all would have heard uh, Oric say that stuff to you. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty keen to get a move on somewhere, do a bit of recon for us if we feel like that might be an option. Yeah, well, you're the stealthy one. So shall you wanna- do. Uh, what's the nearest point of entry? He pointed out, he heard you say that there was a structure above that seemed to be four walls or in mm. a circular sort of pattern. Yep. But these runes are just like stone walls that seem to have been crushed, okay. what it looks like. And then to the left of that and to the right of that, you can see towering structures that seem to maneuver their way above that. Get myself in a position there, stealthily, of course. Mm-hmm. And I go right side, strong side. All right, roll a stealth check for me. As you make your way up this rocky outcropping, you can see Rangar begin to bounce from rock to rock as he ascends. You move across the plateau and from your closer view now, Rangar, you start to see that these rocky runes are in a circular fashion. You can see some of them seem to tower up like columns and have 
plateaus sort of sitting above, almost like it used to be a ring or some some form of temple, uh, but long forgotten to time, long wasted by the winds and the sands and the and the destruction of this place. Over in the distance, you can see what looks like as part of the rune nestled into the sand is a face. This large face of what looked like it used to be a statue, just sort of poking out of the sand, half buried from the sandstorm. And you can also see what looks like a podium that used to house a large, tall statue, but all that's left of this statue is two feet, and the statue itself has been broken off at the ankles. At the bottom of those feet, you can see what looks like a chair, and in that chair you can see the husk of a skeleton with flesh just seems to be sort of slawed across part of the bone. You can see that he's wearing very ornate armour, and you can see that he's got this cape that billows down to the floor, and he's sitting in like a relaxed fashion with one arm up upon the arm of the chair. And you also see a second arm that seems to be holding onto what looks like a flag and the flag blowing in the wind is all but tattered. What you do see next to him is two other undead looking individuals standing at the base of the the statues of feet that seem to be facing out towards you as you make your way up to that first podium and just sort of back yourself up against it. Interestingly as well, you do also see that wedged inside of the main gentleman, undead gentleman sitting in the chair is what looks like a sword. Just seems to be stabbed in him and sitting there. So from where I'm sitting, can I see if he's dead or not dead? We know. Rolling in such. So looking, you just you can't tell through the sand. Living or dead, he's he's the outline of a of what looks like a skeleton or a man. He's probably about seventy ish feet away. Kinda wanna like fire a shot to see if it moves to be honest. So roll your attack, minus sure. two. Were you going for it? Where would you want to hit? Literally to wisp it past it. All right. Thrown head thing. So you hit precisely where you want to. You had to focus for a while. The sand and the blurred vision is sort of taking its toll. And you do, as you're focusing, feel this drop coming down from your eyelid and you touch it and it's red. and it just reminds you of your condition. And as you release the arrow, it fills you with confidence knowing it hit exactly where you wanted it to. And as you see that arrow embed into the stone, you watch for any sort of movement from the individual sitting by its side. You watch as this skeletal head with this thorny crown sitting above his head just cranes its head and looks toward it slowly. You then watch as through the sand you see the sword within it begin to glow and then that glow surrounds the body of this individual as well and you watch as he stands. Go back down to the group. As you turn around to exit, you go back down towards the group. You can see that the two individuals that were standing in front of the podium begin to traverse across the sand and in the direction that where you were sort of hiding, trying to track where the arrow went, but they, they're patrolling that way now. But you begin running down the dune yep. and traverse and back down. Uh, we cut to the the players down below, Barnabas, Gorgonbord, and Morvan. Can you please roll perception checks for me? So you can see you're looking for... Um, Rengar that seems to be descending upon the the party, uh, Gorgonbord and Barnabas. But you, Morvan, are keeping a weather eye from where you just came from. In the distance, down below from where you are, you see a purple arcane flash just for a moment, and then it disappears. It's almost like a, a glint of like a sniper scope or a sunglasses in the distance. You just catch it, and then it fades away. Am I thinking that is Dona? While I'm waiting, can I put Mage Armor on myself? Mm-hmm. And I guess we are. What we're really looking for is this tablet, yep. not so much a fight. And you do eventually see Rengar come back down, slide all the way down to by your side. There was a 
skeleton in a throne looked to be dead. A warlord. I would assume so. I was assuming it an alive person, not a dead skeleton. It makes sense with all the exactly. other dead things hanging around. That so I fired a warning shot. I've gained its attention. Is it coming it, our way? It's not it. So I would assume we should either vacate this premises quickly and try and get you around fool. them to go. You've alerted it to our presence. We have two options. We can take advantage of this, cause a distraction to further draw them away, or we could prepare ourselves. Well, the way I saw it is they're going to go towards where the arrow was fired so we could try and flank them and then get to him quicker than they can get to us. Did you see the slate? Mm. Did I? Uh, no, no. Not at that distance, no. We will send some people up to try and draw these guards, it seems, away. I would sense that our magic users may be able to be of assistance here. Have we got any abilities that may help to slow the advance of these two individuals? As I Ali could try to percept if the rune is actually with the warlord. Um, so yeah, roll a perception check, just a straight one for the owl familiar. So you watch as Ali bursts through his arcane space and flies above the expanse. You also watch as Morvan's senses go dim. As his senses are drawn into the bird, Morvan, you can see just blowing sand and you get an a over-the-top view of the area and you can see there is a circle of runes uh, with a large throne-like structure at the back of it and you also see two live or moving, at least, figures that seem to be tracking their way from the south west corner of this circle of runes and they track all the way back to the base of this statue where you can see two large feet cut off from the ankles made of stone or rock no no you can just make the general layout of the area but they seem to have tracked their way back Mm -hmm. cut back into morvan's vision Mm -hmm. i send owly back in this little pocket dimension as you say that you watch as oric sort of gives you a nod and he says seems you know some tricks at least how successful were you in Finding the slate. Tell me you've located it. No, I did not find the ah, slate. Of all the people who could have rescued me. Well, I guess we have to go up. You're rather quick to hey, judge people off. that rescued you. <laughs> you tell me that you value people who prove their worth. You are yet to do so. You what? cannot judge me for acting in the same fashion as you do. What kind of distraction do we need? I got, I got the health. I will slow their path. So far, he is the brightest among you. We send the orc up. He draws them away with his... Charm. <laughs> Charm. <laughs> and we search the area. Yeah. Well, the slate's on the warlord. It's it's definitely on the warlord. Is no, the, we, haven't, we don't know. We no, haven't no. found the. But that's what you were saying. No, it could be. Could be anywhere within this room. All right. So if at least if we get those two away, it won't be with them. So that's the top of the plateau, but there is a climb associated with getting up to there. Sweet. I'm going right. to ask Morvan. So I'm going to say, what what else What else did you see, Morvan? I only saw what about? a bird's eye view. Morvan mentioned a flashing light. There's simply a purple flash off in the distance. We must make haste then. That signifies somebody's traveled to this page. Delnak may be on his way. So uh, you were saying we weren't very intelligent with our battle strategy before. Now that we've established that something has come in and out or is still here, and we can now see that what you say is they've returned to their post to guard their person. Is it not viable that the tomb is actually there and we may have to fight for it? We may. Well, who's going to go and search and who's going to fight? Me. I'm going up to get atten- to get their attention so you, someone well, can go and get a better look, but where is the warlord in relation to the, to, the, to at, the feet statue? He's at the base of it. And from what we can see, there's a ring of stones around that, so is it probably viable to try and sneak 
and try and track our way along those big stones to try and get behind him. So far, the warlord has seen an arrow. Um, if he doesn't perceive a threat, he will not pursue himself. But if he sees an actual threat in his domain, I believe the nature of this spirit, this warlord, if it has followed him in into this realm, into his prison, he will chase down any challenge made to him, prove that he is the best. It seems like a pretty unstable environment. If I was to do something like throw a large rock that was loud or hit something very hard on the ground that would create a bit of destruction. He looks to you quite seriously and says, that would be the very definition of destruction. <laughs> Perfect. Done. Can Send the orc up. Barnabas. smashing <laughs> Do you want to go with? Or okay, join the orc. Yes. All right. In the meantime, should I bring Ali back out to do another search? As Perhaps you should peruse the direction in which we just came to see how much time we indeed have. Fair enough. Before Delnak closes in on our position. Whilst we do that, you two may make your move. This big old column with the top on it? Yep. I'm so, going to try and knock that down with a single hit. Okay. So what you'll need to do is you'll have to begin climbing the 50 feet. So you and Barnabas will have to make athletics checks. Mm -hmm. So you guys look at each other in competition again and then continue to climb <laughs> up, trying to beat... Uh, one another. You got a 24, you got a 20. Yep. Barnabas just pips you up on this one. He gets to the top and as he gets to the top, he looks down proudly at you who just sort of scrapes his way over. You're defeated. Gorgon bought the loser again. You're lucky I didn't <laughs> grab your foot this time. <laughs> as you look towards your destination, a tall towering pillar in the sand with this lofty rock on top of it. Through the sandstorm now in your position, you do see this humanoid figure sitting inside the ring. You can see him sitting on this throne. You can see two guards by his side on the left and the right. And you can see this sword embedded in his body while he holds a, a banner. He doesn't appear to have clocked you guys yet, but you see him as you sort of make your way to the nearest rock and just duck behind. But yeah, before I hit that down, does it with the sword in his body, does it look like it's actually stuck? Like if he was to try and get up, it would take a bit for him to yank that out? Roll a perception check. Uh, you're not sure if it protrudes through to the, okay. the throne or Yep. It's definitely embedded in his body pretty significantly. Like, hilt is sticking out of the clavicle. I'm telling you that uh, he's stuck for a bit. All right. Roll your stealth checks as you move your way to the left, trying to hide behind your rocky outcroppings as best you can. Okay, so you guys begin walking and the sand just sort of hits your armor yeah. and it's almost like these small rocks just ting, 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 yeah. ting. <laughs> And you look Gorgon Bort and you just shake your head and you're just like, what's the fucking point? <laughs> you just trudge through this sand and you watch as the two guards slowly clock you, like these skeletal heads just clock you as you walk mm -hmm. directly. They watch as you, Gorgon Bort, look at them and they look at you and you pull out this hammer and they look at you and you look at them. <laughs> they don't appear to move. Yeah, I definitely go ahead and still hit the column. <laughs> as you raise your axe, you watch as they both... Oh, sorry. As you raise your maul, you watch as both of these skeletal guards just sort of tilt their head to the side, almost looking confused. Roll your attack. So you're able to hit the column and as you hit it, this ring just permeates up it and you watch as the sand begins to fall off of it, almost like a rain cloud around the, the area. It cracks halfway through and you watch as the guards just ready their spears and then they look back towards this king that's sitting in this throne and you watch as the sword glows and then you watch as there's two beams of arcane light move from the sword and into the eye sockets of this uh, thing sitting in the, the throne and it stands up and you watch as it stands up, it begins to move directly towards the the two of you as the guards do as well. Hit this again, crumble it and in the dust we'll scoot off. Right. So plan is to... Hit this and then regroup. 
over it. <laughs> okay, so you watch as the glaive comes out, and once again, Gorgon Bolt bested by Barnabas. You watch as he hits it with the butt of the glaive and then cracks it directly into the, the weight-bearing point of this large tower, and you watch as it begins to fall directly into the, the center of this circle. And as it begins to fall, you watch as the guards begin to split, this warlord standing, his cape billowing in the wind, just begins walking towards you, and you watch as he's got this banner waving as well, the sword's still glowing. Um, roll in him a, still? Sorry? In him. Okay. Roll a wisdom save for me. So as you hit and you begin to turn tail and run, you hear this voice inside your head that says, You are worthy of the blade. Stay and claim your reward. And you watch as Barnabas turns and begins to walk away. What do you do? I turn back and go, Morgan Bot, that's not the plan. <laughs> Don't listen to him, he's weak. Heal boy. Uh, Claim your well-deserved reward. The rage that flows through you. Worthy of might. God. I'm already disturbed. By Gorgon, what if we're fighting, we're fighting, but make your mind up. Um, look, I'd like that sword. Plans are changing. Yeah. You watch as the guards round the pillar, the the amount of soot and smoke around you is beginning to sort of fade away as well. And you hear a vo- the voice inside your head, Gorgon Bort, say, Good. Good. And then we'll cut back down to Rengar and Morvan. You send Aliat, roll a perception check. Uh, scanning around, you can see, you, you focus in on various different elements of the environment, but you're unable to see anybody coming. As you soak back into your own uh, surrounding as a couple of moments passed, you standing with Oric Rengar look towards Morvan expectantly. I saw nothing. I can have a, another look or we can go up. If we're going to go up, I'll, I would definitely have to go in front of you boys. If Delnak is honing in on our position, we should help our allies. And it's at that point you hear this <laughs> from above and you watch this sand cloud just <laughs> emanate above you and he says, by the look of that, we must hurry. So I dismiss Ali back into his little realm and... Uh, we make our way yeah, up. Yeah, we start traversing up the right, right-hand right side of this structure um, towards the feet, um, but we would be... You make your way towards the wall, Rengar, mm-hmm. and as you make your way towards the wall and begin taking purchase on your climb, Morvan, you go to follow, but you hear and feel this hand on your shoulder and it grips you back and turns you around. He says, have you learned nothing? And you watch as he does the same spell mm-hmm. and you vanish and land up the top and you turn around, Rengar, and realise you're all by yourself. As you begin making your climb, roll an athletics check. Natural 20. Disadvantage. (laughs) Rough. Natural one. (laughs) (laughs) Give and take away. (laughs) That was rough. (laughs) You did not say that at the start. That's your disadvantage. That's your exhaustion. So at that, you begin to climb. And as you start to climb, you feel this gripping around your ankle. You begin to slide down the rock as this force just pulls you directly down and you turn around and see this helmed figure burning fire in its eyes looking down towards you. He drops your ankle, draws a sword, and he looks to you and he says, Stop! And he goes to stab down at your body. That is a nine. Does a nine hit you? not hit. You immediately roll out of the way, and as you roll out of the way, you watch as his sword just reappears above his head, and you just smell brimstone and fire, and he goes for a horizontal strike across. Uh, Does a seven hit you? No. Okay, so you duck out of the way, and you have a moment now to, what would you like to do? Immediately, I go battle 
battle mode and um, rapier short sword mm-hmm. in hand. But I am going to take my bonus action, cunning action. I am going to try and expedi- expediously retreat. Okay. As far as I possibly. All right. So you watch as you just disengage. Well, you'll take your attack first sure. with your rapier. So roll your attack. Uh, that's a natural 20. Very nice. With, with a vicious rapier. Yes. Very good. Roll your damage. Damage will be. So that's 18. 18. Good stuff. Did you add the additional for the vicious? Uh, no. Sorry. Plus seven. Yep. So that's 25 points of damage. Very good. So as you pierce this being directly through the slits in its armor, this old school armor that you haven't seen in years, like grandparents would have wore this. You just stab directly through the gaps of the armor and you watch as a flare begins to emanate from that wound. And as you pierce it, you watch as its visage begins to fog. And as it begins to fog, it suddenly comes back clear and you can see that across, it's almost like the the illusion of the armor fades for a moment and you can see what looks like a scar that runs from a person's eye all the way down to the top of its chest. It just goes straight down. Uh, its body, almost on this humanoid face. You see it just for a minute and then the armor just flicks back and you watch as it says, stop. And as it says, stop, you take this opportunity to disengage Mm -hmm. and where would you like to go with your movement? As far as I possibly can, behind the next structure that's available. If there is one or a rock. That does it for this week's episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. Tune in next time to catch up with our heroes. And make sure you're also following our socials at Instagram so you can keep up with all the show announcements, artwork, episodes, and giveaways. We can't wait to hear from you. And remember, share this podcast to anyone who can't get enough of good stories, geeks out over narrative roleplay, and loves D&D. We'll see you next time.